Welcome to Crime and Wine. I'm Pamela Fagan Hutchins, your host, and this is the show where I talk with other crime fiction writers about the stories of thrills and suspense that will leave you mystified, sometimes horrified, and always wanting more. Please join me in welcoming today's special guest. Well, hello out there, you guys. I am so excited to welcome you to this episode of Crime and Wine, coming to you from the wilds of northwestern Maine, um, where we hope the technology gods will favor us. Today, I have a special guest that's coming and joining us from way across the world. In fact, so far across the world that her today is my yesterday, or my today is her tomorrow, or something like that. Please join me in welcoming L.A. Larkin, and uh, she's better known to her friends as Louisa. Welcome to the Hello. show. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> you guys, don't forget that you can like, you can comment, and I will take your questions, um, uh, as, as long as they're PG rated, you guys, um, for Louisa <laughs> as we go along here. So Louisa had a double book launch last week with her new Sally Fairburn um, crime thriller series with Next Girl Missing and Her Deadly Truth. I mean, talk about a big day. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Well, I've never done a double book launch before, and it was a little bit scary as in, you know, it all comes out at once, you know, and you're you're thinking, I really hope everybody loves Sally Fairburn. And, you know, you, you're just sort of watching the reviews and, and keeping your fingers crossed. But, you know, so far, so good. So oh, I'm hopeful, although it's only been a few days since it actually came out. Well, they actually came out. It, it is super exciting. And I have read the first Sally Fairburn book. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> guys, we were talking before we came on, commiserating about um, Luisa's jet lag and my staying up till 10 o'clock to, to do the show. Oh, my gosh. Give me a drink of coffee, I think. That's what I need but tell everybody a little bit about Sally, if you would, and these books, since they're brand new to all of us. Yeah. Oh, with pleasure. Um, so uh, you can probably tell from my, my, my accent that I live in Australia. Uh, I was born in England, but I love America. <laughs> you know, there you go. And so what do I do? I set my new series in the imaginary city of Franklin in the USA, which uh, gives me all the kind of little sort of nooks and crannies and scary locations that I could possibly desire. Um, the story is about Sally Fairburn. Um, she's a 45-year-old mum with a teenage son, and she's a former cop who um, has been a victim support advocate. Um, she's a very compassionate, very kind person um, and a champion of victims of crime. And the irony of it all is that she, for many, many, many years, in fact, all the years that she was married to another cop, uh, didn't realise that she was being gaslighted by him, um, really brutally gaslighted by him, completely lost faith in herself, um, you know, uh, the you know connection to what was actually the truth of what was going on around her. Cut forward to the present day of the story of Next Missing Girl. 
Um, Sally's kind of on the process of recovering from all that. Husband is gone. And uh, she's walking along the street and a poster, a missing person poster is on the bus shelter. And she kind of sort of looks at it briefly and then does a double take and looks at it again. And she is the missing person. And this is the prelude to um, something that there's a, there's a serial killer who hasn't been caught known as the poster killer who puts up posters of his victims the moment before he takes them. Which is a chilling thought to see yourself and you're the next one. You're, yeah. you're the next girl missing. Um, well, yes, except that the this particular serial killer tends to prefer young girls and can't. And so, so the big thing of this is, well, one of the big things is why would a killer with a very particular pattern suddenly targets someone who is a mum with a teenage son, you know, what's going on. Um, and I won't say any more than that, but <laughs> it, it, it does become a battle of survival. And it's a very, very exciting book. Um, you guys totally need to check this out. But I would like to know, given that this is not your first rodeo, you're not your, as we say in the U.S., right? You like things U.S., not your first rodeo. Um, you have written other crime thrillers. This is a new protagonist for you. How much of Louisa do you find in Sally? Uh, not very much, to be honest with you, because I tend to write or have tended to write um fairly feisty, um, go get them type female central characters. I particularly wanted, as this is a series and I wanted um, the central character to have somewhere to go, right. like um, sort of a kind of journey of her as a person, not just the, the kind of crimes that she faces and has to, to work through. Uh, so it was really... Um, uh, sort of I wanted to have a character who starts off completely doubting her own abilities and not having realized her true potential and of course what the story is the Sally Fairburn kind of sort of character arc will be how she begins to realize because she has no choice but to, to, to pull sort of kind of pull on her own innate abilities she learns gradually through the series that um she was actually born to be a detective but never in until now even considered that she was worthy of such a thing yeah it was was uh, i enjoyed the looking um at her past through her current relationship with her ex-husband and seeing how she ended up in this victim's advocate role instead of challenging his masculinity um, yeah. by, by um, living oh, yeah. up her potential originally. It was a, it was a really um, powerful thing, especially because she is advocating uh, against the system, as you will, from being an outsider now as an ex-cop and never having been a detective. And for women, that need her to be strong. So it, it was a, it worked for me, Louisa. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased. Because it is hard to write, uh, I think, because I, I think it's actually very hard to write a character that isn't strong uh, in a way, because the thing you have to do, and, and, and this is what I work 
I, you know, worked hard to do was to make sure that she wasn't uh, she, she wasn't pathetic or um, unsympathetic or boring. Right. You yeah. know, if you've got a kind of a strong kick-ass, say, cop character, it's quite easy to, you know, to for people to say, yeah, go on, go, go, go. Um, and so it was, it was uh, I wanted to make sure that people understood where she had come from. But then, of course, as the as, as next girl missing goes, you, you begin to see that she's got all that, all those skills that she actually will need to survive being hunted by a serial killer. That's right, because I would suspect there's more of that coming for her. Yeah, I think there might be. <laughs> Strangely. <laughs> so... So with um, with this series, um, I, I you know when I was Facebook stalking you and Amazon stalking you earlier today, um, you've you've written some standalones, you've written another two book series, but this is going to be a longer series for you. There's there's more than two planned at this point for for Sally. So it is really an opportunity to explore a really exciting dynamic character arc. Yeah, and I really, I uh, as I said, I think it's, I think it's taken me a while to feel myself confident enough that I could sustain this. Yeah, you know, I think it's a big. I think um, it, it, it's it's not right to un to underestimate, you know, the work that goes on into planning a new character that is going to have to be interesting over quite a number of books. <laughs> right. You know, it's and you have to make sure also that there's somewhere for that character to go. I mean, right. look, I know there are there are there are sort of fantastic characters like you know Lee Charles Jack Reacher, one of my favourites, who has this particular rhythm in the, in every book. You know, turns up at a you know a city, a town, you know, mm -hmm. a small country town, gets off the bus, immediately faces trouble, someone who needs help you know, just goes through that sort of thing, gets back on the bus and, and so on. But, um, you know, it, it's finding a way to make sure that there is always something for that character realistically to get involved in and to, right. to, to learn and develop, I think. And it's interesting to me too, like you take a Jack Reacher where there is a built-in way for him to have to adapt to new environments. So you get, while you may not get a lot of growth, Right, you no. may get a lot of change in Jack. No. Circumstances change, but when you yeah. take a mom, ex cop, she's in the town she's in. You don't have that luxury. You have to create the change within the character, not the change within the environment. So it, it it's Good a, point. a it's, it's a stretch for an author. And I look at authors who've written just tremendously long series um, before just taking female protagonists and just taking our own bookature um, uh, authors for a moment, Lisa Reagan, DK Hood, Angie Mar uh, Marsons, um, you know, just some really long series where they've been able to do this. And I look at them sometimes and I think, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When, you, when you got to number 15, <laughs> what were you telling yourself? And cause it's got to stay interesting for Louisa in order for it to yes. stay interesting for everyone else. It's and that's Yeah, I think I think the more I think you're so right. I think the more the further in, in a on in a series that you get, 
the more difficult it is for the author to stay motivated. Um, Because let's face it, we all like the challenge of something new, you know. Um, I think it'll be finding, uh, that's why I'm keen to start where kind of Sally, you know, in Next Girl Missing is, is not actually at rock bottom. She's coming out of it, mm-hmm. but she's still extremely vulnerable. Um, and then, you know, uh, is she really out of the husband, the ex-husband's called Scott, um, it, you know, is she really beyond his powers? And, you know, um, could could he still perhaps step back into her life and start ruining everything that she is trying to do, particularly for her son, her teenage son. And when you um, have a child together, it's they've got a, um, a trap door to come back in at you with. So that's some uh, ripe opportunity there. It might be. We hope she stays interesting um, for you because I, I, found her very interesting. I found her not like everybody else. And you know, that isn't, isn't that what we're striving for with a new protagonist is not the same as everybody else's. So, well, um, also, um, because I've tended to also write central characters who are more kind of late twenties, maybe mid thirties. And then I was thinking, you know, whenever I go to um, do talks, whether it's at a writers' festival or wherever it is, and then I look at the people in the room, I'm thinking an awful lot of them are 45 plus. Right. Um, in fact, some of the biggest purchasers of books are, in fact, retired. They are retired people who, who luckily now have time to sit down and enjoy a really good book. So um, I thought, well, why don't I try writing a character who is still very fit and healthy um, and, you know, uh, sort of immersed in life, but is a little bit older um, and see how it goes. So she, you know, she's she's 45, but, you know, she's finished up with the uh, as a victim support advocate and she's looking for her next kind of step in life. Um, and I thought, well, you know, let's see, see how that goes. I love it. I love the idea that she brings more life experiences and more baggage, right? You, you, yeah, oh, plenty of that. Plenty of years have baggage. Well, let's let's spend our last few minutes together. Um, I, I try to say that like a Mainer together. Um, <laughs> Uh, trying what we call the speed round on crime and wine, which I do want to say that since my last episode, I just realized that I'd, um, or the show's been honored as one of the top, as one of the top 20 crime fiction podcasts. I guess it's a podcast, podcast, video cast, whatever show. And so thank you to the internet gods for oh, that. Oh, wow. Well, well done. Woohoo. Um, Woohoo. I, I feel like this should have some champagne or something. Exactly. I've been doing this for, for years, you know, as a side hustle for no pay. I finally I finally got some pay, some recognition. That's wonderful. Well done. <laughs> So the speed round, I'm just going to ask you some of the same questions that I ask other authors because my listeners and my viewers like to be able to compare how those go. And by the way, Julie Smith, um, 
Uh, oh gosh, Julie, I see your comments all the time, and I'm not going to try to pronounce your name live on the air because I've never tried before. It starts with an M. <laughs> Julie, um, thank you for um, checking in and commenting. Uh, it's good to hear for you from you. I hope you'll check out Louisa's books. Okay, Louisa, dog, cat, or other for pet or no dog. dog? Yay! Dogs. I got two golden retrievers. Aww. I love them. They're they so come with me everywhere. Well, except to England. That's too far. <laughs> yes. Wherever I can, they come with me. Okay. Pizza or sushi? Sushi. Sushi. Um, oh, yes. And if you, okay, silliest thing in your office right now. I'm looking behind you to see what you've got. Uh, oh, well, maybe the little orange creature here. Where what is, is he? he? I, or she. I noticed it a moment ago. Oh, wow. Oh, lovely. It's a dog. It's, it's a, dog. a it's beautiful a, it's a slightly, dog. It's a slightly crazy, manic-looking dog. <laughs> I love it. Mwah. <laughs> I love it. All right, don't worry. They're, they're laughing at you. I don't care. <laughs> so she's got this gorgeous um, bug-eyed dog, for those of you that are podcasting instead of video Oh, yes. Um, with, um, with you, you play the lottery, pretend you do. If you don't, you win. What's the first five things you buy? Get I purpose. buy up huge tracts of land in different countries where there are endangered species so that Ooh, I nice. can protect the endangered species. Plus I buy a castle in Scotland. A castle in Scotland. Oh there yeah. That I've always wanted one of those. <laughs> Oh, yes. I don't want to, and then and then I would fill it with hundreds of dogs. <laughs> dog would have its own bedroom and its own butler. <laughs> then I'd come visit you. So we have lots of tracks of endangered species protecting land and a dog castle. Very yeah. nice. Um, would you or Sally have a theme song? Oh, I'm not really, oh, I'm not really a music person. I don't know whether I can answer that question. Can so we the, move on? Yeah, that, the, the that is the, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you no. Um, All right. And let's see. Um, if you could travel to one place in the world, either someplace you've already been and love or something new and exotic you haven't tried yet, where would it be? Well, my favourite place in the world that I have been, I've been to both um, the Arctic and the Antarctic. Ooh. So I'm big on ice and, <laughs> and very cold. Um, but I think, um, oh, I think the one place I haven't, the, well, one of the many places I haven't yet been that I'd really like to go is the Galapagos Islands because it has oh, yeah. um, unique wildlife that's not seen anywhere else and it's very magical and I would really like to go there. And I believe some of those um, animals there are endangered. Um, are indeed, yeah. it, it would be a fantastic trip and I hope you get to go. I hope that Sally goes with you if you oh. go and that you go <laughs> to Sally. Yeah, I'd like her to come along. She's good. She's a nice, <laughs> I would be very happy for her to be my friend. <laughs> Well, I think that um, this has been so much fun. We had a really nice chat, in fact, before we even came on the air. Yeah, so it was so great to meet you. And Love thank you too. for being on tonight. You guys, go out and check out L.A. Larkin. It's the Sally 
Fair Burn, said it right that time, series, start with book one, Next Girl Missing. And uh, I will uh, be seeing you on the interwebs. And thanks for coming on again. Louisa. Louisa is going to um, pop out now and we'll go through the obligatory um, ending sequence, everyone. So uh, if you want to catch past shows, prepare for upcoming shows. You can find it on a page on my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, where you can also find one of my newest releases. Um, you should check out Bighorn or Sitting Duck. You can read all of my books in Kindle Unlimited or get them in any format. Ask your library or bookstore to order the print copies for you, hardback, large print, whatever you want, if they don't carry them. And here's the important thing. All hail Pam Stack, our producer. Crime and Wine is copyrighted and solely owned by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm going to catch you guys next time. Until then, go out and greet, uh, read a good book. I recommend mine or Louisa's. Check them out. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Crime and Wine, chats with crime fiction authors and Pamela Fagan Hutchins. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will check back in with us next time for more thrills, suspense, and stories that will mystify, sometimes horrify, and always leave you wanting more.